A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. better than last week it was this last week they were actually pop uh, they were twist offs but we kept popping yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome everybody <laughs> to fantasy bros with amateur fantasy player podcast for people who want to know enough to compete in their leagues and we also drink a lot of beer yes follow us on twitter at fantasy bros pod we've officially hit 250 followers that's yes the, that's the next milestone that we have after 100 like next it. one's 500 that makes sense and is it a thousand after that or do you do 750 thousand okay so we'll talk about that in a couple of years uh for me <laughs> every follower is a new milestone because i love all of you hmm, name three name you five, name five. Oh, my Jay, brother Natalie, jackie all those 20 accounts i made no i'm just kidding i don't do that we pay for bots we don't I'm make two them. <laughs> I am the one and only Kyle Gagne. That's not true. There's one living in Arizona as well. Never met the guy, but I looked him up on Facebook once. Joined here by, of course, <laughs> Michael Heinish. I'm one of two. Not just a cousin. There's some more lineage there, but lives related, in Seattle. Yeah. I am related, yeah. We're related. My redraft league is having its draft this weekend. Exciting! Are you ready for it? Of course, because wait. we've done mock drafts. I heard the keg. I got a half barrel of Coors Light. Nice, nice. Um, picking it up Sunday. Also, we're going to have it outside. I got a big draft board hang up on the garage, and I got the stickers of all the players and their faces. You can look at their handsome faces. And then hopefully everyone sticks around and kill the keg, and we have a fire. That sounds awesome. I can't wait. It's always a good time. It's the best draft. Our beer today is recommended by Mike's brother, Steve. Hi, Steve. Thank you, Steve. We're drinking Guinness, the dark Irish stout, of course, coming from Dublin, Ireland. It's got a decent coffee taste to it, and I really enjoy coffee stouts. Absolutely. He's liked Guinness for a while. I mean, ever since I can remember as a kid. No. <laughs> as a the age of six. No, he's he likes Guinness, though. He likes those dark beers, I think. It's nice and malty, too. It's smooth, nice, malty, smooth, creamy. Best, nice and creamy. Good recommendation. I say I really only drink it on St. Patrick's Day. I don't think I've ever really had a Guinness when it's not. I'm not celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah. I don't go out to the bar and not that I don't or, like it. I'm just right. never like in the mood for a Guinness until like it's got to be recommended or St. Patrick's Day. I'm never. It's never just on the top of my head. What is that? Um, isn't it like a sandwich that you eat on St. Patrick's Day too? Corned beef. Yeah, like those are really good, but I don't really get them very. I think I get them. Out of season more often than Guinness. It's basically a Reuben. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I get, I've been eating a lot of poor Reubens lately. There, Don't Reubens know why. Good. Rundown of the show. We're starting off with a few minor corrections that we have. No. <laughs> give you the facts and stats of the week. Then some news updates, which will flow into some Twitter questions. There's still some late drafts happening, so still questions. It's, uh, we, I always hold my draft like a week or two before the season. The closest starts. you can get. To the start of the season is typically this. I think the, the third, the week of the third preseason, like the third preseason week is the most common, but yep. there's no preseason this year. Oh, nuts. Afterwards, we'll compare some players to the beers that we have drank so far on the show. Yeah. Uh, discuss some trades that have already happened this fantasy season in fantasy world, not NFL world. And the new Madden came out this past week, so we're going to talk about that just a little bit and then round everything out with some brews. Clues. Mm, can't wait. 
All right, let's start with the corrections. Do you know what corrections did you catch? I don't. I don't believe I recall anything. First one. Line and Kugel's Brewery in Milwaukee is still active in brewing beer. Oh, okay. They, you cannot tour it, though, which is why I thought it is not, because I've taken so many brewery tours around here. Yeah. I've never gotten that one, so I just figured it <laughs> just wasn't open. In. They do not. They're the largest Wisconsin brewery that's not offer tours. Interesting. So that was one small one, but no one else knew that, really. Well, some might have. Jake and I, I think we're talking about it like a little bit afterwards, but I just I forgot. You said Redskins. Ah, dang! <laughs> you were talking about um, not wanting to draft them. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> but you said Redskins, not football team. Don't love the football team. I counted that as a mistake. We'll probably make <laughs> no, that. it is. That's yeah. probably going to be the most common mistake we make. Is that or like just Las Vegas Raiders. Our, our whole life has been the Redskins. Oh, yeah. You also mentioned said at one point Zach Moss was drafted by the Seahawks. Hmm. It was indeed the Buffalo the Bills. Bills that They're both them. blue. <laughs> one's a buffalo, one's a bird. That's where the, the difference came from. <laughs> Anyways, well, those I are, had a rough week last week. They're, they're small corrections. <laughs> they're just small ones, just like slips of the tongue, not being confident about something. For sure. For sure. But those are the only corrections we had. That was not bad. Don't forget we're drinking heavily during the show. <laughs> yeah. But. Maybe heavily is too strong of a word. No. I wouldn't say like <laughs> <laughs> It appears average. All right. Let's see how many... Corrections we have to make about this episode. <laughs> We're moving on. Seven corrections. That's your guess? That's going to be one correction when it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. seven. <laughs> to our facts and stats of the week. And there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. Awesome. So I fortunately prepped a little more this time. I also prepped drinking beer ahead of time as well. Okay, so here's my uh, my fact or stat. So Wait. I've already decided I'm going to pour this into the glass. I started drinking sure, Guinness sure. out of the bottle. I was going to pour it originally, but then it said on the bottle, enjoy ice cold from the bottle. But I'm not digging it that much. I'm, I poured mine. I'm drinking out of the bottle because then I don't have Maybe to Maybe my mind just like, fuck it. it, what are you doing? It's not St. Patrick's Day. It could just be some placebo type, you know, like. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It comes better out of the September. glass. September, that's what it is, September. Yeah. Today or two days ago, depending on if you're listening to this live, which you're not. Well, recorded on Thursday. What's your fact? All right. So I think this is since the merger, but only three quarterbacks in the NFL have beaten all 32 NFL teams. I'm bringing this up. Uh, you, you'll guess in a second, but I'm bringing this up because most recently Tom Brady was the kind of like... He's gotten 31. He has, yeah. He has been the Patriots, but he's, he's beaten all the other ones. I he's, know that much. There's a few people that are at 31. Favre has? So, okay. Yeah. So the three that have, have beaten all 32 teams, Brett Favre is one of them. I think okay. he was the first... He might have been the second, I'm not sure. Well, that helps to figure it out a little more. He's not third. He's not the most recent. Drew Brees? He's the most recent. Finally beat the... He was like 0 I know he was on the Chargers. I figured that's when he had yeah. to been beat the Saints. And he was like 0-4 against the Ravens in his career until like... I forget what year it was. Oh, really? Like more recently. But yeah, finally finally did it. And the third one is kind of Brett Favre era? Yeah. Yeah. Late 90s or early 2000s? He won a Super Bowl in the early 2010s. He won his first Super Bowl, his only Super Bowl? Peyton Manning? Yeah, Peyton That's not Manning. his only. Uh, oh, he has two? Uh, Eli has two. I think he won. Oh, we're, didn't he? we're just treading I'm looking, the correction I'm waters. It up. You finish anything else, I'm going to look up with Because I think he won one with the Colts. Maybe. Uh, we'll find out in a second. I'll just cut out the mistakes. I'm just kidding. You guys have probably come to realize we don't cut things. <laughs> All right, so... Um, yeah, he, he won with the Colts. I knew, I thought so that. he does have two. So he won two. Won. Yeah. Okay. Denver. Did Eli and... win two as well? Yeah, both against okay. the Patriots. Fuck yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking in my head that one had two, one had one. 
So those three quarterbacks have beaten all 32 NFL teams. I named them all. You did. I got them pretty well. Like, I only I only needed a hint on the Peyton Manning one, so that was yeah. pretty good. I... So most recently with Brady changing teams, there was a chance you know he might join that club. They don't uh, play it this year in the regular season. They do not. And they're in opposite uh, – the, the Bucks and the Patriots, they're in opposite – Conferences, so they have to meet in the Super Bowl. You're gonna meet a hell of a Super Bowl, Bucks Patriots. And I'm just gonna put this out there. I think the Bucks are more likely to make the Super Bowl than the Patriots are. are. Yeah, so, unless the Patriots get Leonard Fournette. That's maybe true. Okay, but people knowing Tom Brady's career is coming to an end, they're going to make the NFL schedule. He's gonna play them next season. I'm he's really surprised to. if he they don't. This if they don't, I'm gonna be pissed. That's, so that, that's what I was going to say. He signed a two-year contract, and, like, I don't know the details of it, but, I mean, just because he signed a two-year contract doesn't mean he, like, wins the Super Bowl this year and, and then, you know, calls it or retires or whatever. But, yeah, maybe next year in the second year of the contract, hopefully they do that. Usually, I feel like the schedulers do that sort of thing. I feel like they're they're going to. So, Brady, then, is one of, including Brady, four quarterbacks that have beaten 31 teams. One of them is Kerry Collins, who doesn't play anymore, so I'm going to throw him out. So, there's Brady and two other guys that have beaten 31 teams. Do you want to try to guess those two other guys? Was it Rodgers? Rodgers is one. Hasn't beaten the Packers, obviously. Yeah. And Philip Rivers. It's not. That's a good Really? I, I have the list, actually. Wait, uh, it's not Philip Rivers. It's not Philip Rivers? He's got to be at like 30 then. It is 29. He hasn't beaten the the Chargers. He hasn't beaten the Saints or the Panthers. Really? Interesting. Joe um, Flacco's closer at 30. Joe fuck Joe. He needs to beat the Ravens and the Seahawks. He's. Does it count if he's not playing? Probably. If he's on the team. <laughs> if right? he's on the team. Maybe. <laughs> I, I personally fair. wouldn't count it, morally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't have a list of teams to look at. I'll try it. to give you a, a hint. So he's an AFC quarterback. He The only team he hasn't beaten is the team he's on, which probably was kind of obvious. Yeah. He is physically larger than most quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't beaten the Steelers. Oh, cool. So... Time will time will tell if Brady gets to join that elite club uh, with Favre, Manning, and Breeze. But he could do it. Uh, Rivers could. Do, I mean, I don't know. I don't if know. If the, the Bucks, I don't know what the Colts. I don't know what the Colts' schedule is like. That's true. Yeah, to see what what it is. But. There's some other interesting names: Flacco, Smith, and Wilson have all. They're all in the 30 teams beaten, along with John Elway. I was going to um, say Will. I was considering Wilson, but I was like, I don't know that he has. Yeah. Eli Manning only beat 29. <laughs> yeah, some Suck interesting it, names for sure. It's 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 it was a neat little. All right, mine. Is- <laughs> Just a quick one. You know this one. I want to make sure everyone – I just I just love this. The stats just crazy to me. As of October 2019, the waiting list for Packers season tickets mm. is over 130,000 names long. That is insane. Which would be an approximate wait time of up to 30 years. It's the longest of any sports team on the planet. I was looking up – it's hard to find just a list of who's got waiting lists, but I found that the Broncos have a waiting list of about 75,000. Wow. And it's La- still pretty high. It is high, and in Denver, football's huge, right? And Lambo has been sold out on a season ticket basis since 1960. That's insane. The Patriots have been sold out from like the I think the 90s. A lot of teams don't even have wait lists for their season tickets, much right. less a 30 year, 30 plus <laughs> year wait list. Funny story, which you might know, but my wife Natalie, she's the youngest of three. She's got an older brother and then a sister in the middle. So the day her brother was born. Her dad put him on the waiting list, and I believe he got tickets a few years ago, a couple years ago, or something like that. The day his sister was born, her her older sister, he forgot. And then the day Natalie, <laughs> and then the day Natalie was born, he put Natalie on the list, 
And then he was like, oh shit, I forgot Allison. So then he put Allison on the list, and Natalie is exactly one single spot behind her sister. Her <laughs> sister. So I, I'm, I, you get, a, like, you get a postcard every year, don't you? Yeah, it tells Updating you, like, your, how close you are yeah. and stuff. I always consider putting my name on there just for hell, but I'm like, I don't want to make that drive all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not a terrible drive from Milwaukee. I think but. our brother's getting rid of, because they know that they live in Indianapolis. How much? How, oh, for the season. I, It'll oh, take over. I don't think it works that way because there's a huge waiting list. Well, you can't tra- <laughs> you can't transfer. I I don't know if you can or, look into or that. like rules look of into family. Look into that and we'll buy them. I'll look into it. I'm pretty sure they did, or at least I would think they would. All right, look into if you can transfer and we will buy them, or just keep having them go to there and we'll buy them from them. They yeah, they because they it's a lot of they're saying it's like a lot of work to have to sell almost every oh, yeah. single oh, album yeah. you know or whatever. So, but yeah, interesting fact. That's what I got. It is time. For this week's news updates, with Mike and Kyle, sitting at his dinner table. News. Biggest one. Uh, we are also trying to stay as up to date as possible. We're recording this on a Tuesday, releasing it on a Thursday. And the news about Fournette and Kamara has been going on throughout the past two days. So we're, we don't know if we're going to get an update in the middle of the show. But we're going based off what has happened Thursday as of 5.38 Central p.m. <laughs> Leonard Fournette. more specific than that. <laughs> I, Leonard Fournette released by the Jaguars. Fourth overall pick in 2017. Finished the RB13 last year. RB7 in PPR. 1,152 rush yards. 522 receiving yards. I can't believe that. I can't. I that's the big thing from, like, last year he took a step up because he caught so many balls. It was kind of the knock yeah. on him the year before. I but, mean, ooh, it's man. ridiculous. They, I don't remember the deets, but the, <laughs> he, he had, like, some problem where, like, they restructured his contract, like, where he could have, like, could have just, like, said no without giving him any money or something weird. Mm-hmm. He, he's been kind of like Melvin, I feel like, in the sense of, like, his, his overall, like, career stats, like, averages are not jumping off the chart. They're not bad. They're but they're not like great. But he gets he does work. He's a bell cow. There's not well, many of them. It was like. a contract year for him too. So I was expecting yeah. a big year, a big year from him, being one of very few weapons that the Jaguars had, and being a contract year. And they didn't get any trade value for him. Like mm-hmm. they, I saw they were like trying to get just like a fifth, sixth round. They were even, trying and got jack squat. But like they're not obviously talking about why they're not pinpointing why they said he wasn't doing great in training camp right but how come we didn't hear about that until after you released them the there's a lot of Jonathan Taylor's it. dropping balls in training camp who cares but there must be some type of internal conflict what really sucks for him is like and you, I, I'm not trying to say the team handled it poorly because you don't know you know what if anything happened and why they did what they did but it kind of sucks for Fournette getting released now. Like, if he had been released, like, yeah. a month or two ago, he gets to test free agency and stuff like that. Well, and- he missed the training camps, too. Mm-hmm. For, so it's, he's going to not be a factor at least the first couple weeks. We make fun of the Bears occasionally about this with Trubisky, but the Jaguars drafting Leonard Fournette as high as – or, uh, yeah, drafting Fournette as high as they did, they passed on Mahomes and, and Watson in the same draft. And they also took a different position. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, what are you going to do? Kareem Hunt was in that. Draft. Who was the Jags quarterback at that? I don't even know. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles? Yeah, that's why could. they passed him at Holmes, and that's why they took a running back because they were like, oh, "Wait, did they draft Bortles in Blake that draft?" Bortles. No, no, they drafted him a couple years before. Yeah, but they should. Oh, but they're man. like, "Oh, Blake Bortles is our guy." How'd that turn out, Jaguars? The best thing that I actually like the Jaguars. Yeah, no, I actually like the Jags. They're fighting for the number one pick. 
The best thing that came from Blake Bortles was that whole like running joke in the good place. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're they're talking about how they're like tanking so they can get Trevor Lawrence in the draft. I'm like, hey, give Minshew a shot. You benched him for Nick Foles. You realize that was a fucking mistake. And so <laughs> give him. A, you're already talking about tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Like Minshew has value. He had good signs last year, and he like wasn't prepared for a starting role. Now he's prepared for a starting role. I feel like that'll be a huge difference. I saw this earlier somewhere, and I can't remember the exact number. But was it the was it 2017 where the Jags like were like in the AFC Championship game or something? They almost lost the. They almost beat the Patriots. Yeah, they like, the, like they were whooping the Patriots. The Patriots came back. I remember I was watching that like game a quarter away from the Super Bowl. I was watching the game. I was texting. I was like, "Are you fucking watching this, man? This game is absolutely nuts." And so there's some really funny. Twelve players are left from that from that team from 2017. There's only twelve oh, players yeah, left. Got, no, they've been trading. Everyone that's they, crazy. And that's, that's the they entire traded roster. one of their best defensive players too. Yeah, to the Vikings. I mean, I can't believe they didn't get any value for him. Like even the Dolphins got a seventh round pick for Bosch, and <sighs> that was before he failed his physical, of course. <laughs> and now he's back on the Dolphins with a hamstring injury. It's so dumb. But how are you going to give up picks for Bosch? But nothing for Fournette. That makes no sense. And I, I guess I don't know who's younger, but Fournette's not young. He's young. He's like you said, 2017. He's for sure. That's ridiculous, man. It's nuts. We're going to do a segment inside of a segment because this is still continued news, but we got some questions. But the questions would just be basically repeats of the news. So we're morphing the two. Segmentception. Segmentception. This one coming from our buddy Jake Depius at Jake Depius 3 on Twitter. Nice. Kamara possibly holding out. Fournette not currently on a team. How early would you draft them as of right now? Again, it is now 5.43 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. Something might happen tonight, tomorrow, Thursday when we're releasing. This is based off this. (laughs) What we have right now. (laughs) Who do you want to talk about first, Kamara or Fournette? We'll just continue with Fournette yeah, as, far, as far as his draft position goes. Well, so I wanted to ask you anyways, do you, is there like a team in your mind where you think he's like more likely to potentially go? Because he should go somewhere. Update. We're about to talk about Leonard Fournette and where he might fall in drafts with the news that he's been cut by the Jaguars. Since the recording, we have learned that he has been signed by the Bucks. So I'm going to touch on that right here. Gotta have a beer at 930 Central in the morning when you're doing this. So Fournette was signed by the Bucks. He joins a running back room populated with Ronald Jones, rookie Keyshawn Vaughn, and LaShawn McCoy as well. So his new spot in the Bucks is probably, I think, one of, if not the best spots of where he could have landed, at least realistically, to actually uh, you know get a decent amount of carries and stuff. So in a draft, in a redraft with Fournette right now, I think the way that this is going to affect his ADP and drafts is not too much. I, I think he does lose a little bit of his initial ADP, which, you know, depending on your league, was right around the third round, maybe breaching into the fourth round. Kyle and I took him in the Twitter Kings league that we are in with the last pick of the third when he was still on the Jaguars. So I think his ADP falls just a little bit, but not much. I, I don't think he's going to get as much work as he would have in Jacksonville. He would have been the clear bell cow. With the Bucks training camp, McCoy's not coming to carry a workload. He might catch a few balls out of the backfield. We haven't really heard much of anything about rookie Keyshawn Vaughn, whereas with a lot of the other rookies from other positions and, and running backs, you've been hearing they're doing well, they're doing good, and doing this and that. 
Ronald Jones was presumably the main guy heading into the season, but that could be, you know, of course, really muddied up now with Leonard Fournette coming in. So uh, he should get a decent workload. He can pass, protect, and catch. But you're playing uh, a little riskier of a game with him in Tampa Bay as opposed to uh, where he was in Jacksonville. Ultimately, the thing to keep in mind is you're talking about like the probabilities of, of what he'll end up being in Tampa Bay. There is certainly a world out there where he becomes the lead dog, maybe right away, maybe after a couple weeks. And that would be a super valuable role to have. If he becomes the lead dog in Tampa Bay by a mile and a half, he's now more valuable than arguably he was in Jacksonville. But the odds of that happening aren't super high. It's, I think the odds are much higher that he'll be maybe kind of the main piece, but more of a rotational piece, a, a running back by committee with some of these other guys like Ronald Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn, and LaShawn McCoy. So you're, you're playing the, the risk game there. Uh, depends on what you believe about Fournette in his new situation. So I, I'd put him a little more in the fourth round now. Uh, in a PPR league, I don't know if he gains that value with some of the other pieces that are there. But make make your best you know bet. See where he falls in your drafts. I, I would steal him at the late fourth. If he gets to the fifth, I think that's a good value for Leonard Fournette. If you've already drafted him like we have in yeah. our we, – we are co – Owning a team with a bunch of Twitter people. Yeah, it's the Twitter Kings Crown Emoji League. And we we drafted him before this all happened. Or unless someone wants to risk it and offer us a decent trade value for it. Yeah, we make that, that trade we were talking about with him. I'd be down. And this does make Minshew and Shark move up in my book. We also have Minshew, so that's good. That's true, yeah. Minshew's our backup quarterback in this league, so his value goes up, I feel, because they're going to be... A- oh, oh. oh. They're going to be very pass-heavy now. Right, they have to. Chark as well. I mean, Chark already had I had him pretty high to begin with. His just going to go up a little more. And who do you see as the main running back beneficiary in Jacksonville? I was just going to ask you that. So there's Chris Thompson, who signed this offseason. He's more mm-hmm. of a ca- pass-catching guy. Mm-hmm. There is uh, Raquel Armstead, who mm-hmm. they've had for a year or two, I think. And there's a rookie – or not a rookie. I think a guy they drafted last year or something. I forget his name. Yeah. It, I think I think Armstead's the main beneficiary. Thompson worth considering as well later, though. But yeah. I'd say I'd say Armstead has the best chance. The thing is, like as far as like a draft, I don't know if I want any of these guys because week one, what are the what are the odds that anyone comes out week one and and gets 70 percent of the carries? Yeah. Like I feel again, like be, again, they're much later. Like they're right. not they're not in the top like five six rounds. Most of these guys they're, you could probably get right at the yeah. end and. Like, just take your shot, see what yeah. happens Where first week or two. Yeah. Now, if you're in a half-point or full-point PPR, like Chris Thompson, I think, gains a lot of value there. I, I think he goes in drafts already make before him little, the Fournette news. That'd make him even. Yeah. Then. I just picked him up in, in Dynasty after dropping him a while ago. I would also add here that Ronald Jones loses quite a bit of value with the news of Tampa Bay signing Leonard Fournette as well. Ronald Jones was kind of assumed to be the lead dog in that backfield, you know, it, it, for whatever that's worth. I guess for people up until this point, it was worth more like a late seventh round pick. But Ronald Jones, at least for me, he's falling down my draft board. I, I'm assuming Leonard Fournette will be the main guy there. Whatever that equates to is to be seen. So I don't really have an interest in drafting Ronald Jones. Definitely not where he was going. Maybe if you want to take a shot on him closer to the end of your draft and see what happens, see how things shake out. And maybe there's a small chance that he gets a, a decent enough split or actually still is the lead guy, 
but I'm I'm not personally interested in taking that risk myself. Pay close attention to while you're drafting to what's going on. I think during our draft last year, some of the news like broke as we were drafting, and I can't remember who it was. It yeah, might have been it might have been Elliot. Oh, with his holdout or yeah, something? Yeah, I can't remember, but... I remember drafting Melvin in your league in, like, the sixth, or I think the sixth round. And it didn't pay off. It was, it was like, <laughs> he didn't, he came back earlier than, like, Bell or, or than some of the other guys from before him, but he was still gone for, like, four or five weeks or something. Well, that leads into the Kamara story. Oh! Aha! Uh-huh. Possible holdout in the works there, unexcused from three practices, but if you get the deal done like Joe Mixon just did... Right, I was gonna say. Then they become excused, basically. The new rules put in place last year because of Melvin Gordon's holdout. (laughs) If Kamara holds out into the season, he will not accrue a full season and will not become a free agent after 2020. Right. So he's going to be getting, I think I saw that numbers were like $5 million next year or something like that. Update on the Kamara front as well. Since the news of Kamara's unexcused absences and the theorizing nothing more of a holdout... Kamara and his agent were asked, and both stated that they have not asked for a holdout, they have not asked for a trade, that Kamara has been in the building every day. So, nothing's really going to affect his uh, draft equity, his ADP in your draft. I-, I do think, you know, if he were to actually threaten a holdout, I don't think you would knock him more than a couple spots because of what happens if he does actually hold out. But again, uh, Kamara is there, he's in the building, he's ready to go for week one. If he actually holds out, he doesn't accrue a season played, which means he does not become a free agent for an additional year from now, which means he doesn't get good money for another year from now, which defeats the whole point of holding out. Well, the Saints say they're open to trading him now, but Kamara and his agent say that. That's the first <laughs> we're hearing of this. And that we, we learned that like an hour before we started recording, I think. Kamara and his agent were asked, and they're like, we didn't ask for a trade. They, they don't have the money. They don't have the money to pay him. Yeah. That's one of the main things. and. Breeze does not have much time left in him. This could be the Saints' like last attempt at a good Super Bowl run in a little for a little right. bit. Kamara, the Breeze, the end of Breeze's career is not the time to hold out. That's like two years ago, like the Patriots, if they were to hold out, like you got Tom Brady still in the peak of his his whole here career was a peak, right? But <laughs> but I saw some people on Twitter talking about you know why they might not have money for Kamara. Do you know how much money Taysom Hill's making? Yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw I can't remember what sixteen million guaranteed was it? Yeah, sixteen million guaranteed, twenty one million total for two years. That's nuts. And he's not even their backup. Like if Breeze goes down, Taysom Hill's not starting. Jason Win Jason <laughs> James Winston is starting. Taysom Hill's that gadget guy. So, like, I like Taysom Hill. I think he's super fun to watch, and he's he's very talented in general. But but he's not a – he's 30 years old, too. He's not a, like, start your – going to lead your franchise so sort of thing. That's crazy. So, I, I hope everything works out for Kamara. He's, Kamara's fun to watch. He's crazy good. Yeah. And running backs are so undervalued in general. It really sucks. Second question we stole from Sport Junkie at I Am True X on Twitter. Who will have a better year, C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy? He wants to talk some rookies. Yeah. All right. Well, this is this is interesting. I think people were pretty close to evenly split on who's the better prospect coming in in general. I remember watching. We were we were on PlayStation games watching the draft, just talking to each other. And when they when the Cowboys took C.D. Lamb, we were both like, "How? That's what? Nuts. That was a crazy pick." Crazy pick. Like, and from what I understand, they Mike drafted Mike McCarthy him was just off the rails. Beat super hard. 
the, I under, from my understanding, they drafted him just because he fell so far you know, in the draft. Sure. Like, you can't pass on the value. It's just like the normal, like, our fantasy drafts. Like, this guy falls to you, and you're like, oh, I gotta take him now. <laughs> like, he who cares who what else hoping. I need? I gotta take this guy. Yeah, yeah play smart. So the Cowboys drafted C.D. Lamb. So it's it's a pretty close split on who is the better prospect coming in. Uh, I mean, different opinions. But, but it's but, situational. Yeah, and based on that, I mean, that, that makes it tough, too, because I think... It depends on how you view it. C.D. Lamb is in a better situation from the perspective of that team is so much better in general. Yeah. But Jerry Judy is better in the better situation from the perspective of like his competition. It's Cortland Sutton and Judy. Well, yeah. I, I expect Judy to have a better year based solely on the lack of receiving weapons at the Broncos. I would answer the, I, the same. Sutton had 1,112 receiving yards last year. Next best was Noah Fant with 562. I don't understand. I don't even understand the hype behind Fant. <laughs> I, I don't like him. It's... I I I will not I will not draft him in any of my weeks ever. I forget what year it is for him because Titans usually take a little Two. while to. It's his second year. This year is his second year. Yeah. Okay. I don't see him being a factor in it. CD has the better QB, that's for sure. But he has so much more competition for targets with Cooper Gallup and even Jarwin. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you got if you got Cooper Gallup and CD Lamb having to be covered, Jarwin's gonna get. I feel like Jarwin's gonna get a yeah. lot of targets because he's gonna be open. Like who you? You got to cover all three of those guys, and then you got a pretty decent tight end. That's a tiny of ass motherfucker on um, like Blake Jarwin is bowling people over, right? Not to mention more scoring from Zeke compared to Gordon or Lindsay, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's another factor as far as I mean, not just targets but touchdowns given away. Man, that, that's a great question. I, I would I would lean Jerry Judy as well, but I feel like a lot of it depends on Drew Locke, too. Like, a Drew Locke just, you know, this is his, it's it's really early in his career, yeah, but... Drew, Sutton had Drew Locke and Flacco last year and still yeah. passed the thousand-yard mark. So, Drew Locke can support Cortland Sutton, but can Drew Locke support Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy? Having I mean, two options? Two, two what? I mean, like, <laughs> if, if, if he himself isn't, like, proves to not be that exceptional of a player, it just, it's just tougher to do. I think he'll be very average. I think he'll be. I think he'll be good enough to make Jerry Judy better than C.D. Lamb this year. Well, and it's different when if you're talking dynasty as well. Who yeah. would you go with in dynasty? In dynasty, I would take. I personally would take C.D. Lamb. I was hoping. I he think. Would get I to think me. I would take C.D. Lamb in dynasty. But if it's a if it's a redraft, I would take Judy. And that's what I was going to ask. Would you? Draft, and the question was better year. So would I you draft either Judy. of these guys in in a redraft league? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Judy, I, I, I would draft Judy in a redraft. And I don't know if I would. I mean, if Lamb, if I'm sitting there looking at Lamb at the very end, which he doesn't get that far, maybe. But yeah, Judy, I, I would. Know. I would take a shot in the later rounds. Yeah. So there you go. There you I go. Intrude. There's the news that's been happening. There's some questions. We're still looking. No news updates on Kamara or Fournette yet. There was. We already talked about it. I mean, he what? He's, they owe him like five point two million or so, or four point two million or something if they pick him up. I believe so. Like, cutting Fournette, they actually, I think they actually, they're tight on cap space, the Jags are, I believe. But I think they end up, like, saving money from, or, or, uh, or no, yeah. they, they, they owe money from cutting him, which has made the whole thing more interesting that, you know, like, they, why not just hold on to him then and, and not have to lose the money? So there's something else going on. I don't know. Terry Robisky, the running backs coach. Shout out Terry. Terry. I, I, Terry's awesome. I don't know, but uh, it sounds like a good he's, guy. He's, uh, the running back coach for the Jaguar, Terry Obiski, is family friends with my fiance's mom. He's hooked us up a couple times. Hooked us up. He was used to be the offensive coordinator for the Titans two years ago. I think he was a wide receiver coach for the Bills. Hmm. But he's hooked us up at Lambeau when the Titan when the oh he used to be on the uh, coach for the Falcons as well. That's right. Yeah. So years ago he hooked us up at Lambeau against the Falcons. 
He hooked us up when we went down to see the Packers play in Tennessee. He hooked us up once when we went to go see the Jags-Titans in Jacksonville. The Jaguars are coming to Lambeau this year, Terry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'll probably be there. We'll probably be there if you're <laughs> And I'll only be there if you're there. You get what I'm saying? Help me out. I would like to meet Gardner Minshew. <laughs> I'll shave my mustache to look like his. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but guess, Terry, I, won't you don't know meeting, me, guess but... I won't be meeting Fournette. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Unless the Packers pick him up. Yeah, that'd be the stupidest move they could ever make. Which makes me think they might do it. <laughs> drop Dylan? They would drop probably, they would like trade Aaron Jones. I could just, what the hell? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just, I don't want to talk about the Packers. Let's move on then to player comps. All right. We are comparing players to the first five beers that we drank in the first five episodes. Those beers in order, Coors Light, Two Women, Spotted Cow, Ugly Finder IPA, and Canoe Peddler. Episode one, we went with the classic. We went with one we love, Coors Light. It's easy to drink. It's refreshing. It's ice cold. It's your go-to beer. Is it not your go-to beer? It's I've always got it stocked. I've always got Coors Light stocked. It's the easiest one to just go grab and you drink it and know what you're getting. For those of you not sitting here next to us, every episode we buy a six-pack of the, the selected beer, but then we drink it during the episode. So then we have Coors as our backup. Yeah. My guy for this? I bet you're wondering, Kyle, why are you wearing that awesome purple Lamar Jackson jersey? <laughs> well, because Lamar Jackson is my Coors Light. <laughs> I like it. I, I like just it. got into Coors Light within the past couple of years. Just got into Lamar Jackson, obviously. Sure, for sure. You want him on your team. He's an easy pick. He's an easy go-to. His play style is new, so you might say it's refreshing. Sure, sure. Because he runs a lot. He's <laughs> like he's not like you've had mobile quarterbacks. He's more than that. Oh, he yeah. is other. He's got those crazy ice cold spin moves <laughs> and it's freezing those linebackers. <laughs> his step back jukes are nuts and all that. He's the Ravens' go-to guy, obviously. Um, he's my Coors Light. I like it. He's my Coors Light. I went with, uh, I guess, a similar approach. When I thought of when I thought of Coors Light, I thought of it in comparison to some of our other beers, so like really nice, fancy craft beers here and there. Coors Light is great, but it's not, you know, compared to some craft beer, it's it's something you have very often, and it's really good, but it's not like a top tier. Everyone's talking about it. If you're a beer aficionado, I went with Melvin Gordon. Wait, before you judge me, Melvin Gordon plays for the Broncos. Yeah, I was not knew that's what you were going to say. Do you know where Coors Light is brewed? 12 miles away. <laughs> there you go. That was really good. I looked it up, I, I looked it up a while ago. It's 12 miles away. Sure, for sure. <laughs> so Melvin Gordon, you're running back for the Denver Broncos up in Colorado, right next to the Coors Light. 12 miles away. About 12 miles away, <laughs> or exactly 12 miles away. And I, I picture Melvin in that same breath of what I was just saying about Coors Light. Melvin, Melvin's good. But he's not great. He's not that super high-end fancy craft beer. He's not that Alvin Kamara or McCaffrey. But he's going to get the job done. He gets the ball a lot. He's a bell cow. That's why he you know, is worthwhile. And I drink a lot of Coors Light, just like Melvin touches a lot of balls. Wow. Sorry, Melvin. So Melvin was my Coors Light. You misspoke. You mean blows a lot of games. What about the ones that he doesn't play? I don't have a comeback. <laughs> he lost multiple games for them last year by getting <laughs> stuffed at the goal line. He had a really bad time, like back from his holdout. Oh, that was rough. Yeah, it was not great. And I don't Should've expect to play. Like I think he'll be, you know, kind of back into shape in Denver. But there's just now so, so much competition. We should have had a beer that you really like and I don't like at all. That, <laughs> that's Melvin Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Next beer, two women. 
Oh, from man. New Glarus. This, this one was, was hard. It was really hard. It was hard. It, it's a classic country lager. It's crisp. So here's my, and I got, it's got a low ABV, but it's like, it's smooth. I went, I went wildcard here. I went Kenny Clark, the Packers nose tackle. Oh, okay. Because he, he's got six sacks each of the past two seasons. He's not, so he's like low ABV, like low alcohol kind of, he's, he just kind of, is, he's doing his job. It's good. The six sacks is great. Six sacks is great. I know. Six sacks season is great. <laughs> He's not too well known either somehow, mm-hmm. but he's a dependable guy and someone you want on your D. Two women, not that well known, the beer, and it's it's good. I'll drink it every now and then. Both only available in Wisconsin. There you go. That's that is another reason. You're welcome. That is that well I had it. <laughs> So alright, I took a really weird angle at this one. We'll just get it over with and move on. I thought about Sony Michelle because Sony is not like a common name, unfortunately, but if Sony was a common name, and for a woman specifically, you would have Two women names. So I, I thought about that. I ended up going. <laughs> okay, but you did go with that. Didn't go with that. I went probably good. It's worse. Oh, I went with Sam Darnold <laughs> because Sam Darnold got mono last year, kissing disease. Right? How, was he kissing women? I don't know. Maybe was he? How many? Maybe two. Maybe two women he was kissing. Okay, where is we move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, move on. I was so this hard. This one was very hard. Like, really I picked difficult. a nose tackle. He picked Sam Darnold. You guys do better. Yeah, no, seriously. You guys do better. I this mean, is hard. You can tweet us your list of all these guys, but speci- or these beers, but specifically, I want to know who you, who's a good two-woman comparison. Okay, is your next one obvious? I think so. I think so. Okay. Should we say it on three? Is it that obvious? I think so. I, the spotted part threw me off. The spotted cow beer is what we're on. Yeah. So I don't really have anything for the spotted, but... Well, I'm not going based off name. I'm going off the like the beer itself. I'm going to oh, yeah, based off name. That one I went off. I, I took really weird approaches for all of them. So maybe it's well, not no. obvious. Well, I went Spotted Cow, another one from New Glarus, Farmhouse Cream Ale, a little cloudy, can only get it in Wisconsin. People from Wisconsin obviously love it, and surrounding states are jealous they can't get it. Spotted Cow's Aaron Rodgers. I see, I see. Spotted, Aaron Rodgers, obviously everyone in Wisconsin loves him. Everyone in Wisconsin loves Spotted Cow, the beer. If you're not yep. from here, you might not get it. Suck it, Bears lines of Vikings. Obviously, they all they all hate them, but they all secretly want them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and Rogers gets a little cloudy at points. Sure, sure. But in the end, he's a future Hall of Famer and he's dependable. Wins those clutch games. I think Aaron Rodgers is the perfect spotted cow. I like it. I went with Zico Elliott for a couple reasons. You have Spotted Cow, Cowboys. So there's the name thing. <laughs> I also, you know, we were just talking about like bell cow running backs in the league. And there's not too many of them left. Fournette was, depending on where he goes. The Buccaneers. He might not be. But there's not that many running backs that get like 250 plus carries or 275 plus carries anymore. But Zeke is one of them. So he's he's a bell cow running back for the Cowboys. I wish, you know, he had like, like a visible birthmark so I could say something about being spotted or something like that. He's my spotted cow. And it fits that kind of like, you know, I don't know about the cloudiness so much. I guess maybe the cloudiness yeah, that he's hold potentially out holding bit. out. Yeah. yeah. But he's 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 good. He's reliable, just like spotted cow for sure. And I don't know, maybe McCarthy brought a case over when he came from That's Green true. Bay. Yeah. Although he lived in New York. <laughs> well, yeah, but he could have like held it the whole time. Because <laughs> he took a year off of coaching. Yeah. Uh, next one, Ugly Finder IPA. Do you think this one is obvious for you? Is it based on the taste oh. of the beer again? Yeah, I go based off what the beer is like. Okay, okay. So, no, I didn't pick a Patriot. Oh, okay. Because well, thinking... it is a Mosaic New England IPA. Oh, okay. It's fruity, <laughs> well, I'm juicy, add my notes here. <laughs> cloudy, floral, and a little bitter at the end. And it's not your typical IPA. I took an interesting approach to this one. I picked Mark Ingram. Okay. I like him, but not he's really. not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like the beer. It wasn't my favorite beer, but I liked it. 
it's good for one or two. Um, then you like to switch it up. Just like Mark Ingram's good for one the couple games here and there, but you switch up, you got Lamar Jackson doing that. Now they got Dobbins doing that. They, right. they got their options, RG3. but he's one of their good ones. Tucker um, rolls in from the left side, kicks the ball to... <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's not even their best rusher on their team. And I wouldn't say I'd find there's the, that brewery's best beer. He ended the season a little bitter, kind of like the beer is bitter at the end. Nice, nice. Um, last year... He didn't have a 100-yard game since week 12. He missed week 17, and he was battling an injury in the playoffs where he only got 22 yards um, and a loss to the Titans. So it was a little bitter at the end. And he's not your typical running back. He used to share, He's used to sharing the spotlight, but he still puts up pretty good numbers. And he's been a top 15 running back six of the last seven seasons. So he's not my favorite, but I enjoy him. Perpetually undervalued, too. Yeah. Just in general. I thought the I thought you were going to go with Russ Wilson, just like from the baseball angle. Oh, yeah. or Kyler Murray. Or Tom Brady. So, so Tom Brady. I I, I, I took him ugly. No, I, I took a few approaches. Well, so there is there is the the meme from the loss to the Chiefs in the season opener, forty two to twenty seven. <laughs> Tom Brady watching his defense just just fail while he's trying to win a game. Uh, that was from 2017. So that we could we could tweet it, but Tom Brady is just grimacing on the sidelines. Just and he, he there are other people that do it more. I thought about Aaron Rodgers this, what, for this what one actually. What happened that season in 2017? I you know I actually don't remember. Oh, weird. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I'll have to look it up. Okay, we'll, we'll correct on it later. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, so Tom Brady does get that, like that scowl when when like a receiver doesn't run a route right or something like that. Which is kind of funny. You have this meme, which is really funny. When I thought of Ugly Finder, I thought of like finding the bad, ugly matchup, like for the other team, right? Okay. So you give Gronk okay. against like a small guy. Ooh, like that's it. rough. He exploits the hell out of that, which is crazy. Did you know Brady out of high school was drafted in the 18th round in 1995 to the Montreal Expos? Did you know that? How did I not know that? Are you serious? pretty crazy. He was drafted as a catcher, which is funny because now he throws the ball. He's not catching the ball. What? So yeah, Brady actually has a little bit of a bas- uh, sorry baseball background, and something I just learned super recently is you've mentioned it's a New England IPA. Yeah, mosaic. Yeah. Guess what? Well, I guess Brady's not in New England anymore. Damn, ha <laughs> ha! Ah! Tampa Bay IPA. Shouldn't have even written it down. <laughs> yeah, that was good though. I like that. Last one from last week, canoe paddler. Why are you laughing? Because mine is so bad. Oh God, I know this one was hard too. Uh, canoe paddler is a seasonal. Kolsch German style classic beer, grainy and malty, but it's smooth. German style, just as a reminder. I looked it up and there's like no German players, like actually German born players in the NFL. They're all <laughs> names you will not know. I could I looked it up. This is a beer that could be your beer of the night, like the beer you just stick to, which I don't do with a lot of craft beers. If I drink craft beer, I switch it up. Or I drink a couple craft beers, then I switch to Coors Light. But this is one that it could be your beer of the night. And it's one of my favorite beers of theirs. I went with Robert Woods. Okay. All right. Um, I like that. He's he's seasonal. Like, Canoe Paddler is seasonal. He's seasonal in the sense that he has a big game every now and then. Right. Last year, 164 yards in week four. Then he had waited a little bit. 172 yards in week 13. Not too much. Then 117 in week 16. So, he, he's seasonal. He pops up every now and then to do his thing. But he still plays a role every other week, obviously. Right. Uh, he's one of my favorite Rams players, I would definitely say. I like him a lot. I like, I, I, I'm not saying he's better than, but I like him more than Cooper Cup. And just as a player. Draft him in the fourth round. Oh, my just, God. Just as a player, I like him more than Cooper Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Not as a stat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes. And he's a smooth player, and he's reliable, reliable and he like uh, what you taste. <laughs> That's Maybe what you're paddling in a canoe through the woods. 
Hey. Bobbing up and down? Will there be a river? Unless you're in the woods. Well, like a, like a river's right in the woods sometimes. So, sometimes and Bob is short for Robert. Ah, Bob. <laughs> All right, who's yours? Mike Newpadler. So, if you recall, when we were playing video games earlier this week, I asked you if they had to be currently signed to a team or not. And so, this guy is currently a free agent. We have Moritz Wilhelm Boringer. Have you heard this name before? Is that just the only German guy so you can find? this was actually, like, relatively big news when he got drafted. He was drafted by the Vikings in 2016. He actually was literally born and grew up in Germany. So it was actually big news because he was the first, like, player to come from overseas who didn't, like, play f- football in college. Gotcha. So I, I really took a – I was trying to think of, like, a – And most like, of you probably – Who would not, love to paddle on a canoe? Most of you probably of. haven't heard of canoe paddler. That's true. <laughs> Just like Boringer. I really hope I'm saying that right. Probably. Uh, probably not. So he's right now, he's a free agent tight end. He actually got waived by the Bengals just a couple, or about a month ago, August 3rd. He uh, played soccer in Aalen, Germany, where he grew up, uh, just locally. He was inspired to play uh, American football after watching highlights of Adrian Peterson on the Vikings on YouTube. So Adrian Peterson is who got, uh, or what got Boringer interested in the first place. Which That's is like Giannis cool. for the Bucks. He likes, he was watching like Michael Jordan highlights that's how he got into basketball that's really cool that's now he's uh soon to be two-time mvp where did he they come from uh greece oh that's super cool. he, he literally knew he knew like nothing about the nba he like watched some highlights on youtube and that's how he got into basketball and he when he got to the nba jason kidd was the bucks coach yeah and jason kidd obviously a legendary player yeah even i know and, and at practice kid was like yelling at him telling him to do stuff and he's like who is this guy? Like, why should I listen to him? And then he went home and he Googled Jason Kidd and he's like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should lo- listen to him a little bit. That's hilarious. So he like knew nothing about all that. That's whole, it, I just thought it was so funny. It's kind of like the inverse of Winston from New Girl. Like he went to a different Hugo country. Hugo yeah. like, But Giannis did it right. He came, you know, to oh, the state. I guess basketball's everywhere. But So Moritz played, uh, he didn't really play much tight end for the Vikings. He was actually drafted as a wide receiver. He went in the sixth round. They cut him four months later, signed him immediately to their practice squad. In 2018, he transitioned to tight end and was signed to the Bengals practice squad. And then he just got waived or cut about a month ago. So he's a free agent tight end right now for any teams that need one. Maybe the Bears, they love tight ends. <laughs> but it, it was genuinely like big news when it, or not like huge news, but it was news when it happened because of like him being the first guy coming from a different country and not playing like football, American football at all in college. Uh, you want to take the break before we discuss trades and finish the show off or should we... Yeah, I think that sounds good to me. We'll be back. Enjoy our message. I don't know about you guys, but I've been counting down the days until the football season starts, and really for fantasy football. You're the kind of guy, you're in way too many leagues because you can't get enough fit. I restrict myself to my dynasty and my redraft league, but I'm always still on the sites during work usually, tinkering with my teams, and that's where Thrive Fantasy comes in. Yeah, and we're really excited to announce that we've partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Indeed we did. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes. That means no deep dives, no sleepers, no hours of research, just betting on the stars that you love to watch play. Absolutely, and you're going to be choosing 10 player prop options from a list of 20 in order to build your lineup. These are all going to be guys like the Barkleys, the Jones, the Mahomeses. You think Mahomes will have over 297.5 pass yards, you take the over, it's as simple as that. Yeah, so each prop is going to have a fantasy point total that is associated with an over or under based on the likelihood for that prop bet to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. 
as you rack up points in your group, if you end up being in the uh, upper echelon, you're going to win a share of that prize pool, which means money. Did you squeeze the word echelon? Yeah, I did. That's good. That's <laughs> a smart you. word. All right. They did. They had the- I thought you were putting me on the spot. No, man. <laughs> and they do more than just football, too. They cover NBA, MLB, PJ, and even some esports. We played on some of the NBA games the other night and really ended up getting into the games and rooting for our guys. I didn't hit big, but I got my money back, so I'm going to be going back in and trying to win some more. So we really just sit around and watch football together every Sunday, just drinking beers. And there's no doubt that we're going to be playing some Thrive Fantasy against each other to try to borrow a few bucks from the other guy. So use promo code FANTASYBREWS, all one word, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So go and download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store, the Google Play Store, or by visiting their site at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today, and don't forget to use promo code FANTASYBREWS. Now back to us. Nailed it. Here we are. Again. Hello. We were there before, too. We'd never left. We're right behind um, you. We're going to discuss a few trades and see who we consider um, who won it. And maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. And yeah, tell us why or why not. Let us know your opinions. On Twitter, at Fancy Bruce Pod. There you go. First trade happened in our Dynasty League right after the rookie draft happened. This yeah. trade happened, so we thought we'd discuss it. It was a big one. Team A received... Melvin Gordon, Gronk, Aaron Rodgers, a 2021 second round, a 2021 third round. Those are rookie draft picks. Mm -hmm. Team B received Chris Godwin, David Montgomery, a 2021 first, and a 2022 first. So team A, again, Gordon, Gronk, Rodgers, a second and a third. Team B, Godwin, Montgomery, and two firsts. To me... Team B wins. I agree. Easily. I think Team B wins. It was easily. Didn't, didn't take too much for me to, to decide uh, that. Godwin easily a top ten receiver this year. I expect improvement from Montgomery. So I'd om- I mean, even with the minor injury that's might be happening to start the season, I still would put Montgomery pretty even with Gordon. And those future first round picks are gonna set him up for a while. Would you, if you throw the picks out and it was just Gordon, Gronk, and Rodgers for Godwin and Montgomery, who would you rather? Depends on who my quarterback is. And it's a dynasty league, too. Like, the fact that Godwin is so young and even David Montgomery is so young is great. The reason I ask that is I think I would want the Godwin side of just the players, but then he got two first-round picks as opposed to mm-hmm. a second and a third. Well, and Gordon has to prove himself again, so there's a bit of a gamble there. Gronk right. was picked up. Gronk, the, per- the team who's trading Gronk picked him up from free agency. Um, when he was retired, so it didn't cost him much at all. That's true. And Rodgers only has so much longer left in him. Second rounder is decent. Third rounder is always a crapshoot. Yeah. So I'd say Team B wins getting Godwin Montgomery and two first-round picks. Yeah, for next year and the year after. And I, I jotted down where the picks are as well, based on like whose picks they originally were. Team A that got the second and the third, those should be mid to late round picks. They're prony. Mm-hmm. And then the other team, the 2021 first, the next year first they got was Brian. So that, that's probably going to be early to mid still. And and then it was a swap pick for first round, so another mid to late uh, getting Paul's pick. In Dynasty, I go, I go to, I try to make one decent trade every off season. Yeah, find the value, find the and so you like. and so. Like last year, I gave you Curtis Samuel, and yeah, he was on, and we you. swapped firsts or something. I'd have to look it up, but for and I got Derrick Henry. There. I assume there's more involved than that. I think I gave you Samuel on a first for Henry. 
Maybe maybe that's. I think that's what I gave you, which I'd say it's decent trade. I'm especially last year. Maybe not as much this year. Yeah, but I I mean it paid off for me. I'm happy with it. And then (laughs) so and I also last year I got Evan Ingram for I think Robbie Anderson and like a second round. I think my second round pick. That's nice. And then this year I got. Darius Slayton for Blake Jarwin in a second round pick. That's right. So that's I always try to do one, and I always take a guy I'm betting on, basically. Not betting on, but right. someone who's not fully established, obviously, with Slayton, but showed promise already, and I think it's going to be huge. I think Slayton's going to be big, so I Jarwin was a risk as well, and I gave up a second round for him. Derrick Henry, he had not really fully – he had he ended the season. I think that's probably why you sold him, because he had a great end to the yeah. 2018 season. And so you might have not. You might have thought that was a big boom at well, the end, and yeah. I expected a full season of it. I got a full season out of it. Thank God. <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say I, I'm, I'm a fan of like trying to sell a guy while he's yeah. high. You know, so, like, but he stayed high. So uh, did stay cheers high. to that. It, it doesn't always work out because at the very beginning of this league, when we did our startup draft, I drafted Patrick Mahomes, who I then later traded for not traded for Cam Newton. There were other pieces involved, but I ended up not having Patrick Mahomes. I traded him like after his first two big games. And and it was just downhill from there. Well, and I and I traded Jarwin too because I had I've got Darren Waller and Evan Ingram who could both be top five. Mm-hmm. Both will be top ten. Both mm-hmm. could be top five tight ends if Ingram stays healthy. And I have uh, Asiasi as my gamble, so I don't I don't like gambling twice in one position. So I traded away Jarwin, who has more value, obviously, than Asiasi. Right. So, but I'm still gambling on Asiasi for sure. Our next trade to discuss. This is not our league. Or any of our leagues, we uh, took this one from Twitter. Uh, Luke Stansfield at Luke underscore Stans. We found he tweeted out something in a ten-team PPR Superflex redraft league. Again, ten-team PPR Superdraft Superflex redraft. Superflex, if you're not familiar, is you can you put can, a quarterback in your flex. Right, that's the only difference. Quarterbacks get a little more value. It's not super. <laughs> team A received Michael Thomas. Miles Sanders, Matthew Stafford, and Marlon Mack. Team B received Julio Jones, Raheem Mostert, Baker Mayfield, and DeAndre Swift. Who do you have as the winner of this one? This one took a little more thinking than the last one, but I, I still think it's a pretty solid Team A victory. I, I'd say Team A as well, but I, I would say it's a lot closer. It is... Close, um, yeah, only close because of the Marlon Mack, DeAndre Swift. That was that was what was the tough. That part. was the that was the part because I mean, Thomas over Jones, Sanders over Mostert and Swift. Yeah, Stafford over Mayfield, and but Swift Swift over Mack, Swift and Mostert is a toss up between the two, really. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was in a, in a redraft that is Michael. I like Michael Thomas better than Julio Jones, but that doesn't like make or break the trade for me. Like I, no, I would no, love no, no. either of those guys. Yeah. Miles Sanders, and remember, it's full-point PPR, so Miles Sanders gets a little bit of value there, I think. Even Michael Thomas, the number of receptions he gets. Mostert, I just, I don't, I'm not sure who to trust in the 49ers Neither do the Niners. You know, like, it's like they the don't, Patriots they don't backfield. Like, they just, who do you, too, it, you know, it's like a rich man's. So that's tough. I definitely agree with Stafford over Baker, and it's super flex, so you can put Stafford in your flex spot, yeah. even if it's not your top quarterback. And this is a redraft league, so this trade, you know, just went down which means games haven't started yet. At the beginning of the season, I would rather have – like Marlon Mack's going to do work at least in the beginning of the season. He might fall off later as yeah. Jonathan Taylor takes the reins. The opposite is true of DeAndre Swift. He's going to have less mm-hmm. of a role. He's been hurt in camp. Karrion Johnson has already been kind of named as the starter in week one. Not that DeAndre Swift won't touch the ball, but I'd rather have Marlon Mack over DeAndre Swift in those early weeks as well. 
So I think that's a pretty pretty easy team A one. But it really was the kind of the the, the running backs, I guess, that separated it for me. Yeah, I'd and definitely so. Stafford over Baker Mayfield. But as we picked, let us know what you think of these picks. If you think or these trades, if you think differently, what do you think, Luke? Uh, do we align with what you think or what the rest of your league mates think? Yeah, Luke. How silly does Team B feel? <laughs> Moving on. Madden 21 is officially out. Oh, yeah. It is. It's in the game. It is in the game. It's in the game. Lamar Jackson gracing the cover. I bet you're wondering, Kyle, why are you wearing that purple uh, Lamar Jackson jersey still? Well, well explained it. He's coming up twice. We do an annual full redraft franchise in Madden. Mm-hmm. I'm always the Patriots. You're always the Packers. We redraft the entire league. Madden, if you're listening... <laughs> You need to make your game fully cross-platform. Yes. We have so many friends that we could be playing with. They're on PC or they're on Xbox. We want to do a franchise with a bunch of us. Like 80% of our Dynasty League would be in the franchise together. We would love that, but it's always just, it's usually just me and Mike. So I don't know. I need competition. Yeah, I need to get some moral victories or some, some boost my confidence. I'm not bad. You're just better. Yeah, I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> but we, have, uh, we did our full redraft. Um, highlights of my team, my quarterback is uh, Jalen Hurts, 68 overall, but I improved him already after two games to a 69 overall. That's really nice. Yeah, no, he's, he's, I'm not, I've actually, like, getting him down. He's, he's quick. Can I'm, I put, like, I a, scrambled him a lot. Like a, like a, uh, sound effect in there for the 69? Or should I just leave it alone? I kind of did it now. Just leave it alone. All right, <laughs> my running backs... Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I had to pick A.J. Dillon. I thought it was funny just putting him behind Jones still. <laughs> Needed a backup. Why not? Uh, Greg Kittle as my tight end. George. You said Greg. Greg Kittle. Why <laughs> Greg? Does Greg Little used to be a receiver. Boy, George Kittle. <laughs> At least it's not going to be in the corrections. I know. <laughs> uh, and then my receivers. I love this. Oh, I love these receivers. <laughs> I, I picked McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Uh, and then Justin Jefferson, Jalen Ragor, T. Higgins, and LaVisca Chanel Jr. <laughs> so I've got McLaurin with one year and then four rucks. <laughs> so your five, your top five receivers have collectively one See. single year yes. of experience. I love it. I can't wait for that. That's incredible. What's, what are your highlights on your team? All right. My quarterback, uh, my first overall pick, or not first overall, but my first round pick was Joe Burrow. So I'm going young there. But I'm also like... Probably planning on drafting a quarterback next year, so I don't have Jalen Hurts unless I get him up. I'm, my my thing is, if I get him up to a seventy five overall this year, I'll keep him. But if not, I'm drafting a quarterback. EA, if you're listening, just tune out for a second, because so there's no cross platform. So I bought two copies of Madden <laughs> to play on the PC with Brian, my buddy Brian, and there my quarterback is Jordan Love. So I'm, I'm going to do the same thing you're doing, Jalen. There's like a ninety percent chance I'm going to. I wanted a to get Jordan Love in this one. But then he all of a sudden went. <laughs> and I was just about to draft him and he went. So I can't I believe he would go Hurts. before Jalen Hurts either. In real life or in Madden. Well, he's rated too high. He's rated a 70 in Madden. I guess the fact that he went early in real life is probably why he went early in Madden. So anyways, I have Joe Burrow. My running back is J.K. Dobbins. My receivers, I, I don't remember who my fourth guy is. I don't even know if I drafted a fourth like or, or if it was auto-drafted. But I have Golden Tate, DJ Chark, and Michael Hardman. So a little more, I guess, a little more age. Golden Tate's older, but DJ Hark and Michael Hardman are both one year, like or sophomores, or whatever. My uh, quarterback, or sorry, my tight end is Mark Andrews, and I have Jimmy Graham backing him up. <laughs> and my kicker, Matt Gay, just got to throw it out there. Love Matt. You didn't get Matt. You I tried guess. to get Matt. I got Steven Hauschka. Nice. That's, <laughs> that's, that's great. That's that's awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, my initial reaction on the game is the game is solid as always. Uh, maybe a tad better than previous year, but I haven't noticed too much. I haven't played a ton. I've played two total games and a little bit of that QB, like career, your career thing where you start on high school or whatever it is. Nice, yeah. Let me know how that is. Bar- just barely any. Because I played that in previous ones. Yeah. I have to get used to some of the aspects of defense. It seems a little different to me, especially pass rushing as a, I, yes. I play as a defensive lineman a lot. And so I need to get used to some of that. But overall, I don't think the game clicking right similar. trigger has any effect. I, I don't think at all. I, I keep doing it. It does. It, you got to do left or right to do like a swim or right with uh, the stick. But remember in the last man, you would like right trigger. You would click like yeah. I, I know. Right. I do that still. Yeah. I don't even know if I don't it does think anything. that does anything. But I remember it used to be like oh X if it's a run, square if it's a pass. That'll help if you like get it right yeah. away too. But that's not a thing anymore. It's I guess got to get used to the defense. It's it seems the defense seems kind of clunky right now. But I'll get used to it. I'm excited to play you because I think I had a stronger start slightly to Madden 20 last year, and because we play each other periodically, occasionally in the season, and then we very often meet in the yeah, Super Bowl in our franchise. Quarterback again. Oh man! And you're now good with a regular quarterback, yeah. Pass or two. Last year we got to the year 2030 in our in our franchise before the new man came out. Yeah, the um, career leader in rush yards, Cream Hunt. <laughs> oh man, we set a bunch of ridiculous records. Chris Jones. I set a bunch of ridiculous records that you just broke like the last year. <laughs> you just fucked me. Oh yeah, I, I'm pretty uh, sure you broke my passing touchdown record of like yeah, 60 something. Yeah, that was something. like a bunch of fake people that they're not going to Tyreek Hill had 35 touchdowns one season. Pretty sure you passed that. I do still notice in the new Madden, I noticed it more today, but I explicitly hadn't noticed it as much before, but I still have the issue where like I, it doesn't switch me to the right guy. The switching on defense is, it, that's something like, I don't know what they can do to fix that besides using eye motion tracking. Yeah. <laughs> really? There are times, like, I don't know what the logic is because there are times where, like, it does not switch you to the guy. It switches you to someone who's clearly not that close to the yeah. ball. Yeah, 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 So, like, and I know it's going to be right every time, but. But I like, I like some of the names for, like, the their superstar abilities. Like, Lamar Jackson's is. Trust. Yes. It's his ability is trust. <laughs> What does it do? I, it's just, I, it's just good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just good. It doesn't matter what he does. Gooder. <laughs> but um, that's Madden. Obviously, I mean, I'm not gonna. Plug, I am not gonna plug Madden. Everyone knows Madden. If you if you buy Madden, you buy Madden right. every year. <laughs> it's it's a game you get no matter what. Really, I do. I do like it though. I'm definitely enjoying I it for sure. It. If it, it does, I feel like it feels a little smoother. Gameplay wise, I, oh, I can't know. wait for the we with the PS4. We get the automatic upgrade to PS5. Yeah. I can't wait for that. For sure, I put in for the. Be selected. I put in to possibly be selected to pre-order a PS5. Nice. I've not done that, so you're <laughs> ahead of me. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what that means, but... Moving on to the last bit of the show, this week's episode of... Boost Clues! I'm up... Five to two. two? Yeah. It's funny that we have it, but... I think I started last week, so you start. Okay. Cool. got to bring up the teams just to make my brain juices flow all over oh, the That's a great idea, yeah. All right, so my selection for Brews Clues. In the last two years, this uh, so 2019 and 2018, this wide receiver has played for three separate teams. Last year, they finished as the – this is all standard according to Fantasy Pros. Last year, they finished as the wide receiver 41. They only played 11 games. And then in 2018, in 15 games played, they finished as the wide receiver 34. In what year did they finished 34? So 34 in 2018, 41 last year, only 11 games played. And in that time span of two years, they've been on three separate teams. Last year, 41. Uh, right off the 
bat, I'm thinking... Oh, I'm just scanning, winning, and banning, and tanning. Yep. Golden Tate. Yes? It is? Golden Tate. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Yes! Oh, man. Oh, baby! I thought... I, I figured you were too smart to, like, bite on the Emmanuel Sanders. I was thinking Emmanuel yeah. Sanders, but you said... 1918, he was only on two teams. And he and he played all 16 games last year. Three three years... He played 17 games last year. Emmanuel Sanders. Because well, I looked it up for the clue. Well, not playoffs. No, yeah, regular well, season. He never had a bye week because of when he changed. Teams. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, well, here's what. Yeah. So, in the last two years, in the last two years, I knew he played all the games at least, though. I right? Think. Yeah, yeah. He played the Packers three times. <laughs> no, no, two times. Sorry, was it two? Yeah, he was never on a division. Last team. Sorry, he played him two times. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it would have been funny if it was three. All right, so last two years, Golden Tate was on three teams. He was on the. Uh, he's most recently on the Giants. He was on the Seahawks and or the was it Lions? Yeah, the Lions, Lions then Seahawks yeah. or Seahawks then Lions and then briefly on the Eagles. Yeah, in mid season. And I, funny note, so this was I guess part of my second clue. He's been on four separate teams in his career. We just talked about the Seahawks at the very beginning. Unlike Sanders, who did not have a bye week, Golden Tate he was on. It was 2018 where he had his team change. Yeah, he had two bye weeks that year, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Hence the 15 games played. I was also hoping I might trip you up with the with the eleven games played. I was hoping you were thinking injury, whereas Golden Tate was suspended for for the first mm-hmm. four games of that last year. What uh, were the, your other stats? Yeah, the rest of my clues? clue was the four separate teams, the multiple or the number of bye weeks, and then this year he's going at wide receiver forty eight, according to Fantasy Pros consensus ADP. And my last kind of note was he's a member of kind of a muddy wide receiver core. Yeah, who's okay. the first guy? Yeah. And that being said. Of all, like, of all the major opinions, Golden Tate's not the main guy. It, it, a yeah. lot of people are thinking either Shepard or, or Slayton. Slayton by end of year. I know year. you like Slayton a lot. By end of year. Eileen Shepard is who I would draft slightly over to Slayton. Be, yeah, I think. but Slayton by end of year, I think, will be good. And Golden Tate, I like a lot in the sense of, like, I think he's got a safe floor. Like, I forget where, yeah. he, or where he's going. Wide receiver 48. I feel like you can get a guy who's going to get a, a sod about like a, like a five or six catches. Especially I'm, I'm already, if Ingram's healthy, though, that's going to take a lot of weight. Definitely could. Definitely could. And then that puts him in the NFC East uh, with the bum, Giants. Bum, bum, Man. Bum, 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 I, I figured you wouldn't pick... I figured you wouldn't pick... What's what, his name? What else was I looking at? I was also looking at... I can't remember who else I had in mind because I just got <laughs> fixated on Tate. And I was like, that's got to be it. <laughs> that, well, I think of Sammy Watkins. Mm, okay, yeah, kind of yeah, up. he's moved around a little bit for moved sure. With the bills and all right, my Bruce Clues. I didn't give you a hard one because I last week I was like kind of difficult. I gave you, a, I tried to be easier this week. Now if I don't, so get I gave it. you the a position first in the first clue. That's a one. <laughs> this running back has had two seasons with a thousand plus rush yards. He did not have a game with a hundred plus rush yards last season. He only missed three games last year. No games with 100-plus rush yards last season. Missed three games. Who are you looking up? I'm typing your note. Your, what you're oh, saying. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Two seasons with 1,000-plus rush yards in his career. No game last year with 100-plus rush yards. Missed three games. With that information and with the list of teams in front of me, I'm going to do some some looking and <laughs> some pondering. I know. It, it, it really helps. to like It takes a second to just like swim through the teams, think of who they got. And then just move to the next one. That's why I, I started. I have this picture that's basically a circle of the teams, yeah. and I started one, and the Giants were like in the third quarter of it, and I was like, ah, there we go. That guy is dinging off some ding bells. Ding you, bells. You said he missed three Damn. games last year. Yeah. Okay. I, I. I. It's not Derrick Henry, but I'm just gonna say Derrick Henry. I. I 
I lost what I was looking at. No, not Derrick Henry. Which I knew. I think Derrick Henry just did. He had more he than did he had. He did not play la- week 17 last year. I think he missed like week six. He for sure had a game over 100 yards. Easily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had and actually, lot. now that I think about it, he probably hasn't had two seasons of 1,000 yards. I assume he got it last year, but I'm sure that was his first one. Uh, no, he had it in 18. He had 1,059 yards. <laughs> I'm less dumb than we thought. <laughs> or luckier than, than we thought. That's the name I was looking at, which I feel better about. Um, Henry missed uh, week 16 last year. I think he. I don't even think he was really injured. That blows if you you, were, you couldn't use him in your championship week. Right. All right. He has four seasons with 1,000-plus all-purpose yards. Okay. So two seasons with 1,000-plus rushing, four with 1,000-plus all-purpose, and a noticeable amount, not just like, oh, he got that, he got like 100 receiving yards to put him over. It's oh, a, it's, sure. It's, usually, it's a noticeable amount. He catches balls. Most career all-purpose yards was in 2015 for him with 1,634 all-purpose yards, finishing RB1 standard and PPR. He had four games last year of 100-plus all-purpose yards. So he was ah. the 2015 RB1 standard and PPR with 1,634 yards. Four seasons with 1,000-plus all-purpose yards. Had four games last year with 100-plus all-purpose, but no with 100-plus rush. Uh, it's not him. Oh, it is him. Oh, it could be It was him. him. You got it. It was him. Is it David Johnson? No, I felt so much better about that. This oh, is where man. you'll get it. I got you because I know you'll get at least one point out of this. <laughs> He's not on a team. Oh my god, I was thinking about... Oh, <laughs> oh, fuck, I just was thinking about this person, and now... Oh, is it uh, Devonta Freeman? Yes, oh, Devonta Freeman. I, I thought about it, and I literally ruled You brought up Devonta Freeman, like, when we were talking, like, yesterday or Sunday, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I gotta change that now. The it's Jags like, could sign him. Devonta Freeman's gonna be on his mind, <laughs> and, so, and I thought you were gonna have Devonta Freeman as, like, one of your beers. I'm like, so he'll be fresh in his mind or something like that, but... Devontae Freeman, so you'll get, you got the point out of that. I got three, though. Yeah, Devontae Freeman, no games of 100-plus rush yards, so I guess I kind of get why they got rid of him. Yeah, and he does catch the ball, or at least did catch the ball decently well. But yeah, 2015, 1,056 rush yards, 578 receiving yards, seven total touchdowns. He had 11 rushing touchdowns in 2016, in addition to two more receiving. But he's, he's still got value. He needs a... Pick someone, pick him up. Well, it's it's not his agent. A month ago, says aims to sign this month. That was a month ago. <laughs> so it's his agent lied. Is a new agent. He like oh. he dumped his old agent because so he. But that was his new agent. His new agent said yes. That. The new agent said that. Yeah, uh, Drew. That's what you Rosenhaus. say. <laughs> they, well, I gotta crack a final thoughts. Oh yes. That's the course that we ran out of Kansas. He. <laughs> <laughs> the Seahawks offered him a contract. But it was like $4 million and, and they just, he said no. He wanted more money. Well, he probably wanted a place where he would get more, too. He just, he just, I mean, I get it. You know, he, he played, he's been a good player, but. In Atlanta, again, it's, he's been a one-two punch. Maybe he wants yeah. to, like, be the lead guy for once. Um, we'll see. But, yeah. Somebody, uh, someone's got to sign him. He's worth. It's crazy that he's not signed Yeah, Like the Patriots, well, I guess they were low on money, but they assigned Lamar Jack, or Lamar. Miller. I keep saying that. Lamar Miller. Great. Yeah, Lamar Miller over him. Final thoughts. What you got? I don't. I mean, I'm just thinking about how I'm really starting to fall behind in Bruce clues. Now it's eight to two. I got two of your clues in the first. Like that wasn't even an easy one. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not 
I'm not saying like I'm, you're giving me easy clues. Like I just no for sure. Like I like I said, I, I my mind just in the right spot when yeah, I get the clue. <laughs> I figured you. I figured you wouldn't bite on the Emmanuel Sanders. Like I figured a lot of people would, but I didn't think you would. The Golden Tate. I was like, I would. That just I saw the team and I was like, that he fits like pretty much. He's like not a great receiver, but he's a top fifty. Yeah, for sure. Which a top fifty, like especially in dynasty, in my book, is good. You have such deep benches. Just hold on to him. Yeah, sure. My final thoughts, uh, I can't wait to just play a lot of Madden now that the new one out. I'll be playing <laughs> a lot more. Go Patriots. Tighten up. We're not far off from the first game of the season. Yeah, it should be. When this is released, we'll be. One week away. Yeah, holy Ooh. shit. Do we have plans? We do now. All right. What are they? <laughs> Watch the game. All right. I can host. I'll have a fire. We'll have a fire at my house. Okay. I can okay, put the cool. projector up on the garage. That sounds dope. You guys are all invited. Come on over. Everyone, come on over. Uh, Thursday, September, that day. 10th. 10th. I don't know. Fire at my house. Beers. Football in the garage. Love you. Go back. <laughs>